A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Well, I tell you, when WWE is good, it's absolutely riveting. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs, a wrestling review show with me, Simon Miller. And if things look a bit weird or things seem a bit weird, I am on my travels again, so I'm doing what I can Please bear with me. For the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, excuse me, premium live event did indeed start with the Women's Elimination Chamber, or how my autocorrect kept changing it to the Women's Elongation Chamber. I don't want to know what that means. The thing is though, WWE did exactly what I hoped they would do here, so I felt all happy in myself and warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Natalia and Liv Morgan were number one and two in here because of course Natty is from Canada. And honestly, this crowd was so good. If another crowd now turns up and they're rubbish, I'm going to be super duper upset. But even though that was the case, it was basically Liv grabbing Natty and throwing her into the steel. And every time that gives me the heebie-jeebies, it does not look nice. And then laugh because Liv ran up Natalia and Nat dodged out the way, so Morgan went right into the pods. And this is my sense of humour. When it was time for another competitor, and in came Raquel Rodriguez. Now, again, because she's super-duper strong and super-duper powerful, she started to murk everyone. Natty would eventually sunset bomb Rodriguez into one of the pods, and some people online were actually saying, well, I didn't think it was that brutal. I was like, are you crazy? What were you watching? When Nikki Cross was allowed to get into the chamber and she acted crazy, Nikki Cross is crazy now. Carmelo followed all of this and she was able to get a few licks in there before she was like, actually, I don't want to deal with this at all. She freaked out and she went back into her pod. So do you know what Raquel did? She grabbed Nikki Cross and she threw her into this thing and then basically went to Carmella. <laughs> well, where are you going to hide now? This was kind of ironic because in this moment, it was Rodriguez who came across as Nats. Of course, Nikki got pinned after this because how hadn't you? She was essentially dead when Liv Morgan decided, oh, well, I saw you do a sunset flip bomb earlier. Why don't I do one off the top of the pot? I don't care what anybody says. If you do not appreciate the effort these people put in, I think you're a wacky backing. Oscar was the final person in there and I was desperate for her to just kick everybody's ass and win because she's the perfect opponent for Bianca Belair. And that kind of happened but it also kind of didn't. I mean, she did start ruining people until Natalia was like, I'm gonna lock Liv Morgan in the sharpshooter. But because we're trying to push Liv at the moment, she refused to tap out. She's like, I don't care we're in Canada. I wanna win this match. I wanna be the women's champion. When Oscar was like, all right, well now I'm going to apply an armbar at the same time. And Liv Morgan had no choice. She basically passed out and the referee was like, she's done. 
Well, that was quite good. Natalia was then going to shoot the shot on Rodriguez when Carmella was like, nope, and just gave her a super kick and pinned her. And I did think that was a little bit lame. As it was, when Oscar and Carmella then teamed up and they kicked Rodriguez Rodriguez once, they kicked her twice, they kicked her three times, I think we got to four, and they got the one, two, three as well. And I was like, there's a whole chamber here. Look, I don't want anybody to hurt themselves. But I just thought we could have come up with something a little bit more crazy. Thankfully, after this, though, Oscar basically did apply the armbar to Carmella. She did tap out, meaning it is going to be Bianca Belair versus Oscar at WrestleMania. And I am totally cool with this. I can't think that this went more than 20 minutes. But I actually think that benefited the thing because it just felt so damn fast. It was like boom, 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 boom. I had a really good time. I enjoyed myself. I appreciated the work they put in. Giving it an up. And then WWE went WWE. Of course they did. Now, firstly, look, fair play. Nobody wanted to see Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley go 42 minutes. What we did want to see was big men slapping man meat. And that's what we got. Because Brock instantly drove Lashley into the corner when he was suplexing him around like he was some kind of child. When Bob was like, nah, bruh, that ain't gonna happen. And not only did he hit him with one spear, he hit him with two which is one more than one. He then went for the hurt lock, but Brock is too big and so damn over with this audience that he was able to reverse it into the F5, but when he tried to pin Lashley, he kicked out. So he hit another F5 and Bobby kicked out again. At this point, I was loving it. Because like I've already said, I've said it once, I'll say it twice. It was big men and they had man meat and they were slapping it. What? Lesnar then went for another one, but everybody had their finishing meters up. So Lashley hit another spear and then he did apply the hurt lock. Now, to get out of this, Lesnar remembered that he had a leg. He swung it backwards, which hit Bobby right in the penis. So the referee went, well, I'm really sorry. That's a disqualification. That's pants. I mean, it was so disappointing. It's like when I go home and see my parents and they tell me how I really feel. And we did the whole thing afterwards when Brock Lesnar went crazy wazy and he started F5-ing everybody through Alan the announce table and whatever else he could. And that is cool. I do like it. But I cannot believe this was the finish we came up with, especially because all the fans went boo. And they weren't saying boo words. So it means we haven't really got a proper winner. So what does that mean for Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania? Because he made the challenge. Unless we're going to do Brock versus Bobby versus Bray. And the only reason I like that is you could market it as the three Bs. That's also preposterous. So I'm sorry it's got to get it down. However, I am still going to throw it up in there. Because like I say, for around about five minutes, I was just doing the dance of joy. They were just kicking each other's ass. Sometimes it is okay for somebody to be victorious and somebody to be defeated. I mean, it's meant to be a sport. Judgment Day versus Beth Phoenix and Edge was after this. I just want to tell you, I loved it. Beth was wearing Bull Nakano makeup too, so I thought that was cool. And we started with Edge versus Finn Balor. We could get to the year 2076, and if somehow they're both still alive, and somehow they're both still able to have a wrestling match, and if somehow I'm not dead, I will always sit in and watch it. That was a long-winded way to go about that. I also don't know what's going to happen at WrestleMania, because the long rumour has been, oh, we shall do Edge versus Balor in a Hell in a Cell. But the Judgment Day lost here, the Copelands won, which kind of feels like the end of the feud. As ever, it was women against women and men against men, so we did get the tags. It was Beth Phoenix versus Rhea Ripley. And as much as I like and respect Beth, I can't help it. I was like, get her, Rhea. Get her. I want you to kick her ass. Because 2023 should be the year of Rhea Ripley. It was actually Beth that took over because she threw Rhea into Simba the Steel Steps. 
where Dominic remembered that he is the greatest asshole in the history of wrestling. He caused distraction that allowed Rhea Ripley to knock Beth Phoenix off the top rope. Eventually, Edge just chased the condom away. And when Dominic came back out there, because of course he was going to do that, the Canadian crowd absolutely hated him. So that is it. I'm the biggest Dominic Mysterio fan. Can I please have some merchandise? Eventually, Beth wanted to make the tag. This is when Finn Balor was like, no, that's not going to happen. And he hit the final cut onto the floor. Ultimately, that didn't really make so much of a difference because he got the hot tag about two minutes later anyway. As ever too, when you do do one of these tags, all of a sudden Beth Phoenix had taken a Phoenix down and she was back to 100 health when Edge locked in the Educator, which apparently is one of his submission moves. Now, if I do go into my memory banks, I am 99% sure I remember this from back in the day and I deliberately deleted it which is what I will be doing again. I mean, the educator is the least threatening name for a move I've ever heard. What's he gonna do? Teach me maths? I already know, two plus two equals potato. Dom wasn't enjoying any of this, so eventually he sneakily passed some brass knucks to Rhea Ripley, which led to an awesome near fall. And then this thing went off the rails because both the girls grabbed both the boys and they gave them a double power bomb the kind of intergender wrestling I like. Ripley then went all kinds of crazy because she was like, ah, Beth, I'm going to hit you with the concerto, which is essentially a death sentence. Sadly, she shouldn't have done that because she got hit with a glam slam instead. Edge took out Dominic, which once again made me chuckle. And then the Copelands hit the shatter machine because wink, wink, nudge, nudge, they are friends with FTR. They got the one, two, three. And this was just a satisfying ending to a really good match. I mean, the feud has gone a little bit long, I don't care about that. If you do things like this, get it. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri-Term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Though it was just enjoyable with a great crowd, which was exactly the same for the men's elimination chamber, I mean, this could have been one of the best yet. You've got to see it. WWE also gave fans what they wanted straight away because it was Seth Rollins versus Johnny Gargano and they just did some tech wrestling when in at number three was Austin Theory. And I like that because it rhymes and everybody booed him too. That didn't work because Seth and Johnny just took shots at him. And when Austin was all like, but Gargano, we used to be friends in NXT. Why can't we be friends again? John was like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm on the main roster now. So much like Carmella, Austin Theory went and locked himself in his pod. Once again, I liked it. I don't know why I'm a simple man. It kind of worked out the same for him too, because when Damien Priest entered, he just went, no, he beat him up and he hit a flatliner on Johnny Gargano. And the kill switch on to Rollins when Seth somehow fought back with a falcon arrow. And have you seen Damien Priest? He's massive. How the hell did he do it? Bronson Reed was in after this, and of course, he just went all big man. And what a great big man he is. And at one point, he picked up Seth and Johnny Gargano and slammed them around at the same time. And once again, these are human beings and it shouldn't be overlooked. He also pounced Damien into one of the pods and made sure Theory got his two. When Montez Ford was the last guy in there, I was actually a bit worried. I was like, oh no, Bronson Road's going to kill him. But he didn't. Mostly because his name isn't Bronson Road. Seriously though, Montez was able to spine bust the theory and from this moment on until he was eliminated, he was so damn good. So if we were using this as some kind of litmus test to decide whether Montez Ford could be a single star, I have the results for you. I'm gonna ring up the fake hotline and they say yes. I mean, he did go for the people's elbow at one point, which is when Reed just steamrolled him. I was like, Montez, what were you thinking? Don't steal people's moves. This is when they just started doing the most insane stuff, including Gargano being on Reed's shoulders, which is when Seth Rollins came off the top with the clothesline. And because Gargano was falling in that direction anyway, he gave Bronson a poison rana and he landed right on his head. It was terrific. Ford then basically climbed up to the top of the chamber and fell down like he was some kind of missile. So I was losing my mind. And at this point, Bronson Reed was a little bit wibbly wobbly. So everybody hit their finish on him and he was out one, two, three. What will never be beaten, however, is the spot that came next because Seth Rollins and Johnny Gargano climbed onto one of the pods and decided they had chosen chaos. Because when they were up there, Seth put John in the powerbomb position. When they walked, what am I doing? When they walked to the edge of the damn thing and Johnny Gargano reversed it, did a Hurricane Rana and they fell from up there into everybody else. Now look, this would have been sick anyway, but don't forget, neither Seth or Johnny would have been able to see because John was facing the other way and Rollins had Gargano's crutch in his face. So that was just absolutely out of this world. We've got to give it a round of applause because it was tremendous. And it looked like Johnny was going to follow this up when he hit one final beat on Austin Theory. And then Damien Priest was like, no, I don't like what you did. He hit the razor's edge and Gargano was gone. Seth and Austin then kind of teamed up to eliminate Montez Ford because Rollins gave him a curb stomp onto the steel. And Austin was like, I'm going to nick the pin, which meant that either Seth Rollins or Austin Theory was going to walk away as the US champion. And just when it looked like Seth was going to do it, who popped up? That's right, 
Doink the Clown. It wasn't Doink the Clown, although it kind of was. Joke, it was Logan Paul. Because Ford had been absolutely wrecked here, so they had to open the door, although really, don't we have to do that for all competitors so they can leave? Which is when Logan did turn up, he hit a damn good buckshot lariat, and then he curbs on Seth Rollins. He was like, I don't care. I'll take the win however I can get it. He hit A-Tain down, one, two, three, and he kept the championship. And this was such good booking, because now we know what we're gonna do at WrestleMania, and Austin Theory becomes like a mega super double triple title holder, which is something I just made up. And if he faces John Cena at Mania and wins, <laughs> boy howdy, what a year he is having up. In fact, it was so damn good, it was this close to getting a golden up. But then we got to the main event, and my word. Because this was just the greatest thing ever. Because as soon as Sami Zayn's music hit, this Montreal crowd lost their mind and they just kept singing and they just kept chanting. And it was so loud that one, it was like we were at some kind of concert and two, I actually said out loud, this is how it made me feel in the tum-tum golden up. That's right, no hyperbole, it just came out of my lips and I'm making it official now. This thing had gone five minutes and Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn had done nothing and I was already giving it a golden up because sometimes wrestling is just about atmosphere. Roman also smirked and blew a kiss at Sami Zayn, so he was just the most hated man on the planet. And I was so damn excited in my bones about this because I assumed I knew the finish, but I wasn't entirely sure. But I did know, but also I didn't. They know that our tribal chief was only joined here by Paul Heyman too, and we'll get back to that later. And yes, in around two minutes, the fuck you Roman chant started again. This was like all the greatest wrestling moments ever put into one. I mean, you want to talk about John Cena and RVD at that ECW show or The Rock versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18. There were absolutely similarities here. So when these come along, you got to embrace it. Fancy Reigns got annoyed by all of this, so they did do a lockup and he kept taking Sami Zayn down for a while. But when Sam was able to get back at him and knocked him to the outside, he hit a dive because it's 2023 wrestling. Zayn knew what he was then doing because he did the 10 punches in the corner and an elbow off the top. I was like, well, I guess that's 1984 wrestling. But when he tried to do this again, the head of the table took over. Because he threw Sammy back to the outside where he hit the drive-by, which don't forget is slang for killing someone from a car, when this became your traditional WWE main event. I mean, you could have called it beforehand, but I don't mean to keep going on about this, but because you just had this amazing feeling in the air, it came across like it was the greatest wrestling grapple you'd ever seen in your life. Reigns was soon using Barry Barricade, and I don't have my sign today because I am on my travels, but believe you me, I was annoyed about it, when he also saw Sami Zayn's wife in the crowd, and he started yelling at her, and honestly, bless her as well, because she snapped back going, he loved you, he loved you, and water came out my eyes. Eventually, Sam was just taking a beating too, and you're like, oh no, he's in so much trouble, when all of a sudden he wasn't, because he hit a sunset flip powerbomb off the Timmy the Turnbuckle, which I was not expecting, especially because her name is Tina the Turnbuckle. And when Reigns was able to retaliate with the rock bottom and he went for a spear, Zayn got out the way of that and he hit an exploder into the corner. He was then already with the halluva kick when instead he got hit with the Superman punch and this is when the crazy near fall started. It went one, two, kick out at 2.9. I had kittens and I started shouting, oh my gosh, it's five stars, 6.25 in the Tokyo Dome. I mean, they barely done anything, but it didn't matter. And when Reigns went for another spear, Sammy instead got the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise rollout for a two. And can you imagine? And when Zayn hit a Superman punch of his own and connected with the halluva kick, well, once again, I am clapping for this Roman Reigns kickout. It couldn't have been any later, and I genuinely. 
bit honest. Sam was then ready for more, but Reigns kind of bailed, so once again they were fighting outside of the ring. But when Roman went to spear Sami Zayn into Barry Barricade, Sami dodged out the way. Roman went through Barry. Once again, I just started to believe that maybe, just maybe, he was going to do it, even though it would make no sense so close to WrestleMania. He eventually hit the Blue Thunderbomb, and again, he got this ridiculous false finish. And this was off a Blue Thunderbomb, the move that doesn't beat anybody, but look at me. Shenanigans were just around the corner, and you could see this coming a mile away, because eventually they did crash into the referee, and he went down. And this is when Sammy finally got the halluva kick and he had the tribal chief beat. He pinned him. I think the fans counted up to 10, but again, there was no official, so he didn't win. Surprise, surprise, Jimmy Uso then arrived and I was like, well, you didn't stay at home, did you? You're meant to be watching it on TV and he super kicked Sammy and he hit him with the splash, but once again, when Roman covered him, Sammy Zayn kicked out and that moment, he became my hero and my new dad. But don't tell him because he doesn't know. Sammy then lost his mind and started to beat up Jimbo, but that counted as a distraction. So Roman hit him with another spear and we got another 2.99999. And the reason this was so smart is because you started to think to yourself, well, what else can they possibly do? Maybe Zayn is going to win which just made us all idiots. We then had another referee taken out, so this was pure sports entertainment when Paul Heyman passed Roman Reigns a chair when more members of the bloodline turned up because here was Jay Uso. Now seriously, Roman needs to stop giving people chairs and then turning his back to them, which is what he did here. But actually, Jay didn't do nothing. He looked at Roman, he looked at Sammy, he had this sad look on his face. He threw the chair on the floor, which is when Roman Reigns started to pie face it. It didn't go well at all because Sammy was then like, well, I'm gonna hit a spear. Roman got out of the way, so he took out Jay Uso instead. So I spent the whole time terrified that Jay was gonna get his revenge here. But interestingly and shockingly, we didn't really see him again. The worst part about all of this though is that it did leave a massive opening. Reigns took that chair and he hit Zayn and he hit Zayn and he hit Zayn until you started to say, stop, stop, he's already dead. Which was true, because he basically was down. Roman Reigns pinned him. And that was that. Sami Zayn was not the Universal Unified Champion. Jimmy Uso was then back and he started laying in some shots, but this is when you did get your good guy ending because Kevin Owens' music hit and everybody lost their minds again. And he just beat up everyone. He hit Jimmy Uso, who also got thrown through Alan the announce table. He stunned Roman Reigns. And when Paul Heyman got in there to say, listen, my friend KO, I always really wanted to be with you. He got stunned too. And bless Paul Heyman, he had to get his canuppance here, and he did. Zayn also then recovered after taking his own Phoenix down, and he was able to hit one final halluva kick onto Roman Reigns. As Kevin looked at Sammy, and Sammy looked at Kevin, but you could just look out into the sea of fans, and they were genuinely devastated about this, but that also meant they were invested, and emotion, my friends, is the art of good storytelling. So this was pretty damn beautiful, and as I've already said, I am gonna give it a golden up, because for 45 minutes, it was just joyous. It took me on such a roller coaster. It begs the question what we will do at WrestleMania. Is Cody going to win? Find out soon. Which brought us to the end of the pay-per-view premium live event, and I am just going to give it an up. Honestly, the rest of it could have been utter shit. <laughs> just based on this last match, I wouldn't have minded. This is the reason I started watching wrestling, and I had a joyful old time. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's Elimination Chamber. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. There should be a video on the screen, fingers crossed. Give that a click and go watch the other Ups and Downs videos. Follow us on social media. Check out the website. But moreover, just remember to enjoy wrestling, especially goofy wrestling, because that's for life. Thanks for joining me and for putting up with my crazy setup. But we do what I can. See you soon. 
I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.